do something you're very passionate about and don't try to chase what is kind of the hot passion of the day. You guys will find that you have passions and having a passion is a gift. I think we all have passions and you don't get to uh, choose them, they pick you, but you have to be alert to them. You have to be looking for them. And when you find your passion, it's a fantastic gift for you because it gives you direction, it gives you purpose. Uh, you can have a job or you can have a career or you can have a calling. And the best thing is to have a calling. And if you find your passion, you'll have that and all your work won't feel like work. Uh, real leaders see opportunities where others only see challenges. Explain that. I, I look at everything as an opportunity. Uh, so, you know, I'm, po I'm positive about life generally and I generally feel that you can, you can um, find ways of solving problems and making things work. And, you know, I'm definitely a, a sort of glass, uh, you know, nearly full kind of person rather than a, a glass half full. So, you know, I think, I think um, out, of, out of being just a generally positive person, you can, you can make positive things happen. Throughout the years in business, I found something, which was I'd always ask why you do things. And the answers you invariably get are, oh, that's just the way it's done. Nobody knows why they do what they do. Nobody thinks about things very deeply in business. That's what I found. I'll give you an example. Um, when we were building our Apple Ones in the garage, we knew exactly what they cost. Uh, when we got into a factory in the Apple II days, um, the accounting had this notion of a standard cost, where you'd kind of set a standard cost and then at the end of a quarter you'd adjust it with a variance. And I kept asking, well, why do we do this? And the answer was, well, that's just the way it's done. And, and after about six months of digging into this, what I realized was the reason you do it is because you don't really have good enough controls to know how much it costs. So you guess, and then you fix your guess at the end of the quarter. And the reason you don't know how much it costs is because your information systems aren't good enough. So, but nobody said it that way. And so later on, when we designed this automated factory for Macintosh, we were able to get rid of a lot of these antiquated concepts and know exactly what something cost to the second. Um, so in business, a lot of things are, I, I call it folklore. They're done because they were done yesterday and the day before. And so what that means is, is if you're willing to sort of ask a lot of questions and think about things and work really hard, you, you can learn business pretty fast. It's not the hardest thing in the world. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Entrepreneurship is scary and you have to fight against the system and you have to see things others don't and you have to challenge norms. And I quit school in third grade. You know, like, I did. Like, it's super weird, but like, I started getting D's and F's in fourth grade. I consciously walked into fourth grade and said, I'm out. <laughs> I did, I did. And it was mainly because for who knows why, and I, I, I really have no answer for this, but I just remember, I mean, fourth grade, you're a, ch I mean, you're a babe. It's a, it's a, it's, I'm looking at like other, four, like, <laughs> it's crazy to me that I actually had the thought process of, this isn't for me. I know who I am, I'm gonna be this, and I don't care about the periodic table. Learning is a lifelong thing. It doesn't end at Harvard Business School 
It's your responsibility. I think if you're in any profession at all, you have to do it consistently all the time. Uh, I think I spend probably 50 or 60% of my time learning, reading, talking to people, traveling. Uh, it's the only way you can keep uh, on top of this global world of ours. And it's even tougher now because of the globality of the businesses you're all going to deal in. How? Reading is the most important one. But the second one, which is often forgotten, is talking to other people. You can learn more from speaking to people in 15 minutes than if you spent your life doing something. They can explain it to you. Uh, and you can learn from watching people. You also are going to learn by, uh, uh, I'm going to call it imitation, but by watching other very good people and how they operate in difficult circumstances. I learned a lot of things what not to do and a lot of things what, what to do by watching uh, other people. On an individual level, I think it is always, uh, it's always really good if, if there's something that you're incredibly passionate about and, um, and just sort of are fine to be intrinsically interesting and, uh, and that, that people pursue that. Um, and so the... You know, one of the one of the the, the resolutions I came up with um, a number of years ago was to always uh, um, value substance over status, substance over prestige. Um, and uh, you know, if, if I sort of was giving my younger self advice on what to what to do or how to how to think about um, your one's one's life, I you know I probably I, I think I you know um, I, I probably would still go to Stanford. Um, you know, I, I might still go to law school, um, but I, I'd ask, I'd ask sort of, I'd ask a lot more questions why, why I was doing these things. And I think, uh, I think if I was honest about it, too much of it was driven by, um, by prestige and status and not quite enough about um, really the substance of, uh, of trying to learn things. And, you know, the, I had sort of this, I sort of think of it as this sort of crazy rolling quarter life crisis and sort of culminated in this uh, in this you know big New York law firm where you know from the outside everybody wanted to get in from the inside everybody wanted to get out um, you know um, after I, I lasted seven months and three days and after uh, um, and uh, when I when I when I left one of the people down the hall said you know it's so reassuring to see you leave Peter I had no idea it was possible to escape from Alcatraz <laughs> which which again uh, and you know and again I and all you had to do was go through the front door, but our identity, um, people's identities get so wrapped up in um, the things they compete for that it was inconceivable for people to actually do that. And, and then the question was, you know, well, how had I ended up there? Why, why had I not thought about that more? And, uh, and I think it was um, that I had taken too many of these shortcuts of valuing sort of what was prestigious, what was conventional over what I, uh, what I really wanted to do. So I think, I think always, substance over status. You know, it's funny, when I was growing up, everybody said that to me. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Is that true? So there, well, so there I am, I'm 18 years old, my dad works in a factory sweeping floors, and my mom's a receptionist. So if the key to success in life is who you know, I, I'm in trouble. So I said to right. myself, I don't believe that. I believe I gotta go out and become the guy that others wanna get to know. It's all about what you make of it. I want to talk about dreams for a second. And in my case, literally a dream. When I was in college, I was sure that I'd been admitted by a clerical error, probably a computer error. And because of that, I had an irrational fear I'd be sent home on the bus. And Sergei's here knows this is true. But it turns out, because of that anxiety, I woke up literally with a dream 
And it was kind of a strange dream. It went like, I think I could download the entire web onto some old computers that were lying around. And that would probably seem pretty crazy to most people. But I stayed up a couple hours in the middle of the night doing some math, and it seemed actually pretty plausible. Well, assuming you actually didn't keep any of the web pages, you only kept the links. And then, sort of figured out, given all that data, I thought it would take a couple of weeks. And I told my advisor that. And he just sort of laughed at me. And of course, it took him a year or two. But at the end of that, we had a way to rank web pages. And no thoughts to search at all. And eventually, search entered the picture. And you know the rest. And that became Google. So I'd like to encourage everyone to follow their dreams. When you weigh a job offer, my message to you is, even later in life, when you're considering a career change, leave salary out of the equation. Make decisions based on the quality of the opportunity and where you, where you will have the most fun and the most room for growth. What's important for your career is not your starting salary. It's your development and happiness, and the cash will come later on. You get things like this because, you know, being blunt, I've worked bloody hard. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And that's the great thing that my life has given me now, is that it gives me freedom and it gives me choice. I can choose what I want to do when I want to do it. I don't have to work 16 hours a day. I love working 16 hours a day because I enjoy what I do. I get asked a lot, do you really appreciate what you've got? I know what it's like to have everything and lose everything, so I'm not Mr. Take It For Granted. I cherish what I have, I'm lucky to have it, but boy, do I make good use of it. Warren Buffett says the greatest investment you can make is in yourself because no one can take your own talents, your own knowledge, your own abilities away from you. So if you guys actually want to learn more about true financial education in terms of investing, stocks, etc., still haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Join the investing family and turn that notification bell on. If you want more investing tips and exclusive stock market picks, which I'm personally investing into. With that being said, I hope you guys have a tremendous day and I'll see you in my next video. Invest safe.